0: Y'all ready for God to do something in your life? Yeah. Uh, let's first welcome all our campuses. Everybody say San Isidro, Say San Marcos. San Marcos. Say East County. East County. Uh, City Heights. sites, And uh, there are a lot of people watching online around the world, especially the military. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. God bless y'all. Can I ask everyone to stand up? Uh next uh, Tuesday, two days from now is our 18-year anniversary, amen. Amen. And next week we are going to um, celebrate that and have a short overview, high level of what has happened in 18 years, which absolutely is beyond what we ever thought. Technology has changed so much. Um, so we are able to do so much more. Uh, And actually, next week we're going to start our online church, uh, which last week had 7,000 people watching online. So we're going to start online church, and we'll talk about more about that next week. Uh, It's very important, especially for people who come now, new, uh, to see all this to know where we came from. Uh, There's a brother here today who came when he was in high school, and he was like, "Man, you came a long way," because he's been out of town to see what God has done. All, all God. For us to have perspective, because you could walk in here and think, "Oh, everything's set. There's no more need, no more problems. Everything," and that could be further from the truth. We're fighting battles every day, and to get here was an incredible, incredible credible 18-year—I'm sorry, uh, longer than that—battle, fight, Um, and so it's very important for us to have history and perspective. Uh, February is Black History Month, and it's very important to have perspective on where we have come. When I was a little kid, there were places I could not go places my family could not go, Uh, hotels, water fountains, bathrooms, etc. In my lifetime. In my lifetime I remember sitting in front of the TV because I heard someone black was going to be on television. We never would see that. And so a lot has changed. It does not get lost to me. My, My sister buying, I think it was her first house was told we have to find an appropriate neighborhood for you. That you can't just buy a house anywhere. And she picked a neighborhood that they told her she couldn't buy in anyway. But, anyways, despite. But my point is that we have, we have lived, that all of us have been in that to some degree. Some of you younger people don't know that because you didn't live through it. But it is very important uh, to acknowledge the sacrifice of all the people in the past to get us to where we are and to continue to acknowledge it. Uh, there's a pastor in California, Southern California, who, African American pastor, who was being considered for a church that's predominantly white. And when they threw his name out, some of the people said, We can't have a black pastor. Uh, they ended up hiring him, and the church is going, going is going berserk. But, but the reason I say that it is very rare that a person of color would pastor a church that is diverse. Uh, because certain people won't have a, a pastor of color to be their pastor. So I thank you for allowing me to be your pastor and to have a place that we have. Amen. Hey, hey! <laughs> For some of you, who haven't thought about it. You don't think about it. I think about it because it's been something that's been on our life, people, every day for our whole life. And um, so I appreciate you, and I want to tell you I thank you and appreciate you. Um, we are going to continue to represent heaven to people because this is what church is like. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the most—if you want to see segregation in America, unfortunately, you just go to church. If you want to see segregation in America, you go to church. That's a sad truth. And so um, I'm glad that we have this. Because we can look around the room and see your United Nations in here. Amen. Um, let's, let's pray. Right. Lord, thank you so much for being good to us. You're awesome. You're awesome. And Lord, I pray you challenge us today, I pray you encourage us today, I pray you transform our lives in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, do me a favor, I know some people don't like to say hi to people they don't know. Uh, Just find someone you don't know. And and, and that doesn't look like you. That's not going to be hard. And just say this, I appreciate you. That's it. Just say I appreciate you. Hello, hello, whatever. here's my uh, black history challenge to you. (laughs) When you leave this building and all the campuses and all our campuses look like the United Nations, thank God. When When you leave the building, don't forget what you're living right now. And don't go out there and live a different life and avoid people because they don't look like you. Trust God that God has made all of us in His image. And he gave us a different package because he's creative. Because he wanted to have fun. That's it. Don't make it any more than that. Don't let the devil divide us. Amen? Amen. Let's see your Bibles. Get our Bibles out. Very good. Very good. You didn't say word. One, two, three. On the count of three, we're going to say word. One, two, three, say word. One more time, church, say word. Turn to Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter one. First book of the Bible. First page, should be simple. First book of the Bible, chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1. I got saved in 1984, I seriously committed my life to the Lord. I went into ministry officially in 1986, even though I started Bible study in my house before 1986 with kids in my neighborhood. And we had nine nationalities of kids in my house night uh, in 2000 we started the Rock Church and here we are in 2018. And we have five campuses and 15 or so microsite mini campuses. Um, and I can tell you that you cannot do anything significant for God. You cannot take any ground from the devil without the Holy Spirit. I, I have a loud voice. Not because I'm from New York, but that helped me develop it. <laughs> but my loud voice cannot accomplish anything in the kingdom of God. I'm a funny person. You were supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> God gave me a sense of humor. It's not bragging, it's just, it's just, it's just factual. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> When I was, when I was the guy who discipled me, he would tell me stuff about himself. I, I can't remember stuff he would say, but he would say, "It's my humble but accurate opinion." So, <laughs> God give me p- ability to make people laugh. Humor cannot do anything in the kingdom of God without the Spirit of God. Your personality cannot do anything in the kingdom of God without the Spirit of God. As we continue this series called "Dialed In," dialed in prayer is us joining the conversation that's already happening in heaven. If you have not uh, been here for the series, I can't encourage you enough to get the series, watch them online. um, Get the lesson plans. Do the lesson plan. Because we're challenging you and teaching you and, and encouraging you to pray for supernatural results in your life. I want to have supernatural results in my life. I don't want to have a normal, when I say normal, Human life. I want to have a superhuman life, supernatural life where stuff happens in my life that no one can explain because God did it. And it's only going to happen when you pray dialed in prayer. Dialed in prayer is when you join the conversation that's already taking place in the heavenly places. What does that mean? That day and night, Jesus is advocating for you at the throne of heaven. The Holy Spirit is praying on your behalf, the Holy Spirit is praying on behalf of other people. Angels are fighting on your behalf. That's happening day and night. Angels are praising God, holy, 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 day and night in front of the throne. That's happening 24 hours a day. And we walk around in this world thinking about worldly things when that's happening in the spiritual world. Dialed in prayer is tuning into what's already happening. What is God saying about me? What does God desire for my life? What power has He made available to me? What truths about me and Him and our relationship? Am I calling in my life? Do I need to know? So I pray that instead of trying to figure out my own prayer in my own head. A lot of us pray things that is unnecessary. necessary. Dear God, we pray you fill this place. He's already filled the place. You don't need to ask that. You don't need to ask it. You need to acknowledge it. Dear God, I know you have already filled this place. And I want to engage in it. I want to connect to it. I want to submit to it. And so dialed in prayer is joining the conversation. We do that by declaring, listening, and asking. Before you ask something, first declare what is true. And as you dial in or align your thoughts with the truth of God, then you can ask according to the truth. Because sometimes you're asking for things that you already have. Dear God, I pray you fill my heart with your love. I already did. Dear God, I pray you forgive me of my sins. I already did. Dear God, I, get, I pray you give me a plan for my life. I already did. Why are you asking me for that? Why don't you first learn what I've already done? This is God. And then ask the next question. Okay, last week we talked about focusing your prayers on today's troubles not tomorrow's. A lot of times we're praying for stuff that's never going to happen. Focus on what God wants you to know today, what God wants you to do today. Because if you pray today's prayers and you get today's answers, tomorrow's prayers might not be necessary. And last week we talked about praying for the people in your tent. In other words, focusing on the people that God's put in your life. God has put people in your life for a reason, for you to pray for them. Okay? So today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Everyone say the Holy Spirit. It is very important for you to understand you cannot accomplish anything without the partnership, the submission to, the filling of, the power of the Spirit of God and the Spirit of Santo. So, we're gonna talk about the Trinity. Over the next four weeks, we're gonna talk about, uh, up until Easter, we're gonna talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, five weeks from today is Easter. And I've challenged you uh, two weeks ago to, to pray every single day. Say amen if you remember that challenge. I challenge you to pray every single day, five minutes, ten minutes, an hour. I challenge you. I'm not gonna go over all this, but to get a place that you're praying, that you're sitting down, you get a time that you're praying, and then a length of time that you say, "I'm gonna sit in this chair, I'm gonna lay on this floor, I'm gonna sit here for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, and I'm gonna pray." And every week, I've been giving you lesson plans that you can use as the guide to your prayer. I'm giving you everything. Are y'all following me? So one more week, I'm gonna ask you five, seven days again. Pray every day. Get a place. Pray every day. And if all you did was sit there and listen to God and wait, that you would be to accomplish a lot. Okay. Now, to that end, on March 12th, which is a Monday, and Monday through Friday, March 12th to the 16th, and March 19th to the 23rd, I'm going to have a dialed-in prayer challenge where I'm going to, on the 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 Rock Church's Facebook page, we're going to have Facebook Live prayer, live prayer from 6 a.m. until. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is, for all of y'all. I'm up, I'm up way before six o'clock. How many of y'all are not up at six o'clock? You got to get up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but here's my challenge to you I'm gonna challenge you, but you gotta get up before six because you gotta get your stank breath out, comb your hair, no one's gonna see you, but you, know, you, wanna come to, you wanna get ready so you're ready. And we're gonna pray at six o'clock. Five days, uh, uh, March 12th to 16th, and March 19th to 23rd, we're going to pray. And and in that time, I'm traveling, whatever. I'm going to still be online, and we're going to pray every day. We're going to put into practice what we've been doing. But I want I want you to do between now and then is I want you to be praying and practicing. So when we come there, we can pray with more fire. Are y'all following me? Because I'm not going to pray for you the whole time. You're going to pray. No one's gonna, you know, you're gonna, you're, no one's gonna hear you. You're not gonna pray for everybody else. But I'm gonna say for the next few minutes, let's pray this, let's declare this, let's confess this, let's praise God for this, let's pray for these people, and then you're gonna go, and then we're gonna have worship, we're gonna have some other people on there. Are y'all following me? And why am I gonna do that? Just, just so we can pray together, and what miracles in my life, in your life. And by the way, we're not praying just to do it. We're praying for results. So you need to bring your, your needs, your miracles, whatever it is you got. Okay. So let's talk about the let's talk about the Trinity. Number one in your notes: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All exist as God. I want to give you a little simplified picture of the Trinity. Because we always see the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You say, well, is the word Trinity in the Bible? No. Christians only in the Bible like twice. Churches in the Bible like twice. Easter is not in the Bible at all. Christmas is not in the Bible at all. Don't worry about that. The concept of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is in the Bible. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, God said, God, Said, God said, Let us make man in our image. We were made in the image of God. It's our plural according to our likeness. Our Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three persons, but they are one. Three is a number of divine perfection. One is a number of unity. There's three persons. And not humans, persons, you're human. So what makes you a person is your personality, your ability to love, your ability to have a relationship, your ability to empathize, your ability to, to, to forgive, your ability to encourage. God made us in His image. That means we have the ability to love, to have empathy, to forgive, and to encourage, to have a relationship with him and with each other. We are made in his image. We have that ability from him. He didn't get it from us. Just like you make a hand and Im- a glove in the image of the hand. The hand came first. Then you make the glove in the image of the hand so the hand can fit in it. God made us in his image so he can live in us and have relationship with us and flow through us and express his heart through us. Are y'all following me? Are y'all following me? Okay, don't say yes if you're not. It's not true. I'll make it say it again. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are three persons, three personalities. They have three roles, but they are so united that they are one. When two people get married, the Bible says the two shall become one. My wife and I were pronounced one when we got married, and over the time of us being together, it's been a long time—30 something years. Thirty-four years. We have been cementing and developing and clarifying and intensifying that oneness. But we're two people, but we're one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three persons, three roles in the kingdom, but they are one in purpose. They never disagree. So I want to give you this, this, this analogy, I want you to imagine this building we're in, if, if you're not here in Port Loma, we're standing in a 200,000 square foot building, give or take. It was 240,000 when we bought it We took out some floors to make a sanctuary. And there's three roles in general to construct this building. One is the person who had the idea for the plan. The plan of construction of the building. And then another person would come in and sign the contract with the city to remodel the building. And then another person would come in and actually do the work. So I'm going to explain three roles. Are you all following me? One person who had the plan of construction or the vision for the building, that's one person. And then another person comes in and signs the contract with the city. And then he leaves. And then another person comes in and actually does the work. Are you all following me? In the kingdom of God, God the father had the plan of salvation. He sends his son to sign the contract with his blood on the cross. And then the son says, I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit who's gonna do the work in your heart. Are you following me? They're they're all 100% in agreement. That's why the Bible says that God is one, but yet they have three roles. And when you say Jesus lives in your heart, technically Jesus doesn't live in your heart. This Holy Spirit lives in your heart. However, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the fierce Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Well, it's confusing. They're all one, but yet they have three roles. Okay, it's like water. do you know there's a thing called triple point in, in chemistry? I think it's chemistry, uh, thermodynamics. A triple point is where a, a substance can be in three forms at the same time. In other words, water can be a gas, a vapor, it could be solid ice, and it can be liquid water at the same time. But it's still water. All three of them are water. So the Holy Spirit has roles. So we're going to talk, I mean, the God, the Trinity has three roles. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Because as you're praying, you cannot pray effectively without the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that prompts you to pray. The Holy Spirit that guides your prayer. The Holy Spirit empowers your prayer. The Holy Spirit executes what God is going to do in your life, in your life and through your life. The Holy Spirit connects you with the, with the mind of God. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is searching the mind of God. The deep things of God as pertain to your life. And the Holy Spirit wants to reveal those things to you. Imagine that, that there's deep things of God about your life that God has in his mind that he's thinking. And the Holy Spirit is searching those things and saying, Miles, I want to tell you what God's going to do. Don't you want to know that? Don't you want to know that? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all, maybe y'all just tripping like, wow, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Let's read real quick, read real quick. Three things. One, the Father as the Almighty One establishes the plan of salvation. The Father establishes the plan of salvation. Let's read that verse real quick. We're not going to turn this. We're going to look on the screen because we've got a lot to go over. The Father established When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman born under the law. When the fullness of time, when God decided it's time, He sent forth his son to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. So when the Father said, "It's time, Jesus now go. back up. He chose Abraham, Abraham. Had a son named Isaac. Isaac had a son named Jacob. Jacob's name changed to Israel, and the the Jewish nation was born. From that came Jesus, and he said, Now it's time, Jesus, you're you're gone. The son, Jesus, is as the mediator, executed the plans contract in his blood. He died on the cross. He died on the cross. Let me get that verse. It says, For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant. That those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. So God said, here's the plan. Jesus, now you go and you die on the cross. And then when he left, he says, Jesus says, before I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. As the helper, the Holy Spirit implements the plan, sealing it with his presence. It's the Holy Spirit that's working in you, changing you, transforming you. Same Ben, if you know what I'm talking about. And I'm praying the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. Because you have to acknowledge as you're praying, you don't wanna be praying out of emotion only. You don't wanna be praying out of your intelligence only or your ignorance. You wanna pray under the influence of the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. So before you start crying out to God about something, you wanna get dialed in into the presence of the Spirit of God and what the Bible says about the Spirit of God and what the Spirit of God wants to do to you, do to you, in you, through you, for you. Amen. Says, but the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said. So what does it say that the Holy Spirit wants to teach you? Let's declare something. Everyone, say, Let's read that declaration. Everyone say, I declare. I declare. Remember, the declarations are how we get dialed in. Instead of just saying, God, I want this, God, I want this, God, I'm scared of this. Before you do that, you want to declare a truth. You can actually spend your whole prayer time... Declaring truth, and what God's going to do is align your heart with the truth, and and the Spirit of God's going to start to reveal stuff in your life, and you're going to start to experience the peace of God, and you're going to be like, wow, and and then and then when it comes time for you to ask for something, uh, you're going to go, I don't need anything. Me and God are good. Let's do that declaration. Let's go back one more time to that declaration. Everyone say, I declare. Remember, you are declaring, you are pronouncing something that is true, not something you want to be true, not something you think is going to be true, not something your declaration is going to make true. It's already true. Okay? Everyone say, I declare. declare. By faith in your name. By faith in your, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I say, I declare. declare. By faith in your active role in my life. To transform me. And perform the miraculous through me. You are declaring that, Amen. Look, look, look at number two in your notes. I'm sorry, number three. Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit. If Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit, do you think you need it? By the way, raise your hand if you think you could do something that Jesus did, but you don't. You can do it without the Spirit of God. Raise your hand if you think you can do something Jesus did, but you could do it without the Spirit of God. Raise your hand if you can do something Jesus did without praying like Jesus did. Exactly. Look at Luke chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. It says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, full of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I don't know if I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, Jesus was. You know, you could ask God to fill you every day. You could walk around and say, "Jesus was filled. I want to be filled." Um, if you let's say you weigh 150 pounds and you drank 150 ounces of water, what would you do? Probably six times that day, <laughs> go to the bathroom because that that water got to come out. Are y'all following me? What happens when you're full of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> A lot of times we come to church, God, I just want to give me, give me, give me. He said, No, 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 no. I want to fill you to overflow. Not only with the Spirit of God, I want to fill you to overflow with blessings. I want to fill you to overflow with finances and opportunities. So it's not all about, I want you to be a conduit, not a cul de sac. <laughs> Are you following me? He says, Filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert. Where for forty days he was tempted by the devil, he ate nothing during those days, and at the end of the day, end of that, he was hungry. Now, why is that important? Why? Because as soon as Jesus got baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him and filled him, came upon him and empowered him for ministry. It's one thing to be saved and have the Holy Spirit; it's another thing to be full of the Holy Spirit and to be empowered for ministry. And one, after the Holy Spirit came upon him, the first thing the Holy Spirit said to him was, "We got to go deal with the devil." And by the way, you're not going to eat for 40 days. I want to go in the desert. It's going to be tough. And the devil's going to tempt you. He's going to offer you all the kings of the world. He's going to offer you pride. He's going to offer you fame and all this power. But you're going to look him in the eye and say, I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. <laughs> for all y'all who remember Homie the Clown. <laughs> the reason that's important is because when you're going through hard times, you can think God left you. I've been praying. I've been going to church, and look at all this drama in my life. God's in the drama. God is going to do something in your life in the drama that He cannot do when everything's going good. One is teach you to trust Him. I always say that football is the, the sport of heaven. Um, I'm going I'm to I'm tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. It's in the Bible. It is. It is in the Bible. So, so. I want you. I want. You, I want you to think. This is in football. You have a running back who will get hit by two guys, 300 pounds, and he weighs 220. Because that's 600 pounds, give or take, against 220 pounds, three to one. Bam! Like car accident. And then the running back will jump up and say, "That's all you got," and he'll go back to the huddle and tell the quarterback, "Give me the ball again." Are you following me? When the devil punches you in the mouth, you say, "That's all you got." I'm not going to give up. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm still going to obey God. Y'all, y'all following me? Now, in basketball, you just touch a dude like that and he wants two free shots. and that, that, That's just not how it works. <laughs> that's why it was, soccer, don't get me started. You don't even touch them. They're like, <laughs> you know. Five minutes later, they're all flopping on the ground. Some of y'all are like basketball Christians. One little thing goes wrong. I'm not going to that church. He talked about black history month. I ain't going to that church. <laughs> you know how we do this? I, 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 if you haven't been here, sometimes we get in a ready position and we do this. Same thing. if you don't talk about. This is this is the physical representation of that mentality. That you get up. I have this thing I read every day. It's a page long of declarations. And one of them is that I'm getting up every get up every day ready to fight. You shouldn't get up every day and go. God's gonna make it all good. I hope nothing goes bad. No, 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 no. I'm in a war. You're in a war. So get up every day, ready to fight. That you have to have that mentality because whether you like it or not, you are in a battle. Okay, are you following me? But you know, you need to know how to fight according to the rules, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's declare this. Say, I declare my faith that the Holy Spirit wants to do in my life what He did in Jesus' life. Oh, let's say it one more time. Let's say it one more time. Come on. Everyone sit up straight. Get your booty back in See, All the campuses, get your booty back. Take a deep breath in. Say, I declare. I declare. And by the way, if you say it like this, I declare my faith. God's like, you ain't serious. You ain't serious. When I met my wife, I was like, you know, I, 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 when we first met, I was like, you know, I want to see you again. She said, no. Nope. <laughs> I, I need your number. She said, no. Nope. I said, well, how am I going to see you? Here's what she said. Figure it out. True story. She's sitting right there. True story. <laughs> and then she <laughs> no, she... <laughs> she didn't do that. She walked away like this. <laughs> I was like, game on, sister. Let's say this like we mean it, okay? Let's say I declare. My faith. That the Holy, the Holy Spirit wants to do in my, life, do in my life, what in life what He did in Jesus' life. If you just said that all day, take that piece of paper that's in your hand and just read it all day. Holy Spirit, I want you to do it in my life. You don't need to say anything else. Holy Spirit, I want you to do it in my life. All the declarations on the paper. Holy Spirit, I want you to do it in my life. Tell them. You did it in Jesus, you are the same spirit, do it in me. Are you all following me? Next one. You cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. We already said that. Number four. Number five. God, Jesus promises to send the same Holy Spirit to you. John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. What's the declaration? We got to declare this. Say, I declare. I declare, I declare. I declare. my expectation, my expectation. That, the Holy that the Holy Spirit will move in my life. Woo! Come on, sister girl. Just imagine walking. You're walking, and 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 and, and you're saying, I declare that. Wealth, declare, that that's the Holy Spirit is going to do in my life what he's going to do in Jesus' life. I declare that, and I have expectation that the Holy Spirit is going to move in my life. I declare an expectation. I know you're going to move in my life. I know you're going to speak to me. I know you're going to empower me. I know you're going to change me. I know you're going to give me opportunities. I know you're going to open the doors. This is all you have to say. You are not asking for anything. You are just declaring truth. Are you following what I'm saying? And this is the truth that God wants to do in your life. <clears throat> and what's going to happen as you dial in your thoughts to be consistent with what's happening in heaven and the truth of the word of God, then God's going to blow you up. Something's going to happen. Amen. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Uh, last one. The father promised to send the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit. The father, father promised the Holy Spirit. Hey, check, this, check out this declaration. Father, I declare that you said you were going to send the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you said you were going to send the Holy Spirit. So I'm ready for it. And by the way, Jesus, you couldn't do anything without the Holy Spirit. And I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. And you said I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. You said you were going to send the Holy Spirit. You said, Father, you said you were going to send the Holy Spirit. Father, you said you had the plan. Jesus executed the plan. So everything's in place. Everything's in place. Let's declare. Say father. father. Say father. father. Say father. father. I know I'm loud. I know some of you all aren't loud. but <laughs> Say father. Father. You said. you said. That if I asked. You would send the Holy Spirit. You the Holy Spirit. I, am waiting. I am waiting. In expectation. In expectation. <laughs> In expectation. <laughs> ah, through a little curveball. For him to come. Say for him to come. Let's read Luke chapter 11. It's going to be on the screen. Luke chapter 11, verse 11. It says, if a son asks for bread from any father among you. Jesus is talking to a bunch of men. Will he give him a stone? They go, no, we wouldn't do that. He said, or if he asked for fish, would he give him a steak instead? No, we we, we wouldn't do that. Or if he asked for an egg, would he offer him a scorpion? Oh, we wouldn't do that. Why would we do that? If you then be an (laughs) evil, if you then be an evil, know how to give give good gifts to your children. How much more your heavenly father, by the way, who is all loving, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Are you all following me? Let's read that declaration again. Say, Father, Father, you said said that if I asked, asked, you would send the Holy Spirit. Spirit. I am waiting (laughs) in expectation for Him to come into my life, to transform my life, to empower my life, to fill me to fill me to overflowing, to fill me to overflowing. You know the Bible says to be be ye filled with the Holy Spirit, not just once, continually. Let's think about the declarations, I'm going to paraphrase them just from memory. I have an expectation that the Holy Spirit, what he did in Jesus, he wants to do in me. I have an expectation that God wants to send the Holy Spirit to me. I have an expectation that the Holy Spirit knows all the perfect plans for my life. I also declare that I know I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. I know that I was made in the image of God so I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I know that the Bible says I'm supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I know the Bible says that the Holy Spirit has searched the deep things of God that pertain to my life and he wants to reveal them to me. I know that as a kingdom warrior, God has called me to declare and demonstrate the kingdom of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all following what I'm saying? I haven't asked for anything. I'm just declaring truth. And as I declare that truth, I am convincing convincing myself, I'm realizing, wait a minute, there's a lot of good things that I stand in right now. That I'm not walking in darkness trying to fight my way out of darkness. Oh, God, please hear my prayers. Please, please let me convince you to take me out. No, no, I walk under an open heaven. The heaven has never been closed. And God wants to do things in our life that we never ask him for. And so I'm challenging you every day, seven days, pray every day. And if all you did was take this piece of paper and read those declarations and read those verses, you know, you can ask whatever you want. But before you ask for anything ever, declare the truth. And the more Bible you know, the more scripture you know, the more truth you can declare and the more accurate your truth will be. Because you're taking God at his word. Because God can never break his word. You know the Bible says God, people say "Well, God can do anything. God cannot do anything. He can't lie. (laughs) He can't deny his word. He can't break a promise. He can't misrepresent the truth. We just read the truth. So God is saying, trust me. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray in a minute and I'm going to ask you to um, put your hands on your lap like this. And this is a receiving position. There's no magic to this. It's like when you kneel on the ground or, or kneel before God, it's a position of humility. It's like when you bow and close your eyes, it's a position of humility. This is just a position of receiving. In other words, if you were praying to God like this, dear God, I pray you bless me. Are you following what I'm saying? This kind of represents something going on in my heart. Or if, you're trying to, or if someone is uh, uh, apologizing to you and they go, well, I'm sorry. And they're like this. You're not going to take them serious. You know there's something else going on. Can I get amen? amen? So this is just a position of humility. There's no magic to it. But you don't want to be saying, dear God, I believe you. Yeah, you know, fill me. I'll do whatever you want. And God's like, eh, eh. I'll come back later. <laughs> so what we're going to do in the prayer? I'm going to tell you in advance what we're going to do and then I'm going to lead you in it. But you don't have to do anything. Is that we're gonna put our hands in a position of receiving, and I'm gonna pray a prayer. I'm gonna pray for you, then I'm gonna lead you in a prayer, simply asking God to pour the Spirit of God on you. And to ask God to fill us with the Spirit of God. What will happen? I don't know. You may get healed. You may feel something. You may not. But the Bible says if you ask, by faith, you will receive. It doesn't say what will happen after that, other than good. But you do it trusting the truth of God's word, the faithfulness of God, the character of God, the heart of God. I can go on and on for everything that you need to trust, that you should trust. But Lord, whatever you do, I'm good. There are so many people scared of the Spirit of God. In other words, you want to come to church. And say, I've been to church, but I don't want to get in that Holy Spirit stuff. You can't say Jesus is Lord and really have Him as your Lord without the Spirit of God. You cannot. That's religion. Religion is I can work myself to heaven by just doing good things. That is a lie. That means Jesus died for nothing. You just do good works, it's the Spirit of God in you. So when you're asking the Spirit of God to fill you, what you're saying to God is God, I trust you, whatever you want to do. Some of you may think He's going to make you freaky. You did that already. (laughs) You're already freaky. You already messed up your life. You're already weird. You're already prideful, arrogant, not liked, resented, all those things. We all are. Can I get amen? So if you're going to be all those things, you might as well be it for a good reason. I'd rather people not like me because I walk with God versus not like me because I did something bad. Amen. But it does take faith. And so, I, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. But here's what, here's what I want you to know the devil doesn't want you to do this. The devil wants you to be comfortable in your religion, in your cultural Christianity, not biblical Christianity. Cultural Christianity is I do these things that I think are good and Christian, that appear to be Christian to everybody else, but I don't want to get into that spiritual stuff. That's not Christianity. That's cultural Christianity. That's not biblical Christianity. That Christianity is not getting you anywhere. It's surrendering to the Spirit of God. When you ask Christ to forgive you, the Holy Spirit comes in you. When you ask Christ to fill you, He comes upon you, empowers you for service. Some of you may get a prayer language, some of you may get vision, some of you may start having a passion to pray for people and heal for people. Who knows what God's gonna do? But here's what you need to know you can trust Him. Because your mind is going to fight against what the spirit of God is going to say. Someone can be cursing you out and your mind is saying, yell back at them, yell louder, you know, walk away, you know, punch them. And the spirit of God says, don't trip. Just give them a minute. They're having a hard day. They're scared. And after they finish, just ask them can you pray for them. And your mind's going, are you out of your mind? And the spirit is going to say, yes. You're in the spirit. You're not in your mind. My point is that you have to trust the spirit. The spirit is always right and always consistent with God. Because he is God. So are you all following me? All the campuses, heads bowed, eyes closed. Or head closed and eyes bowed. (laughs) Hands on your palms. On your thighs with your hands up, again, there's no magic to it. It's just you are in a receiving position. Holy Spirit, you're awesome. You're gentle. You're a counselor, a comforter. Our helper, our guide, our power. You're the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. We acknowledge that you were here long before this building was ever constructed. You created the heavens and the earth. You raised Jesus from the dead. You pour God's love in our hearts. You did all those miracles through Jesus. You've seen it all. So here we are. We need you. When Jesus died and rose from the dead, right before he ascended to heaven, he told his disciples don't do anything until you receive power. Until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So, Holy Spirit, we are here. We are asking you to come upon us. Father, we are asking. You say in Luke 11 that if we ask, we will receive. So, I want everybody that can hear my voice. I'm going to pray a simple prayer of salvation and then asking the Spirit of God to come upon us and fill us. By faith, you pray this to the Father. So, say this out loud. Say, Dear God. Lord, I pray against the spirit of fear. You are so good. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus loves me so much so that he died for me. And he rose from the dead. How awesome was that? Then he ascended to heaven. But before he left, He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to come upon you. He's going to empower you to fulfill the purpose I created you for. Father God, send the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Consume me. Transform me. I surrender my life to you. Use me. I receive all the gifts of the spirit of God. I receive my assignment. I receive healing. I receive visions. I receive whatever you want me to have. I want to walk in the power of the spirit of God. I want to talk under his direction. I want to pray under his leading and guiding. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my thoughts. I surrender my life to you. I want to talk to you all day. I want you to minister to me when I'm asleep. I want you to guide my conversations shut my mouth when i'm gossiping calm me down when i get angry take captive my prideful and lustful thoughts give me courage to share your love with people lord god is everybody still praying i Thank you for those prayers, and I know that you are honoring those prayers because that's what you do. I pray for supernatural power, supernatural revelation. I pray that when people hear your small, still voice, they would trust you because you're going to tell them to do things, to say things, to not do things that are not normal because they haven't been doing them. But I pray they trust them and they pay attention to what you do and how you do it. Lord, I know the heavens are open. We pray you pour our supernatural blessing on everybody that's listening right now. Financial blessing, healing blessing, relational blessing. I pray you give peace where there was turmoil. And I pray you develop unity where there was division. Lord, we have nowhere else to go but to you. Thank you. In Jesus' name in the nombre de Jesus. Amen. Amen. Every single one of you. I want you. The Spirit of God is right here. He will never, ever, ever not be right here. It is up to you to acknowledge him. And what I do all the time, I talk to him out loud. Spirit of God, speak to me. Spirit of God. Talk to me, Spirit of God, guide me, Spirit of God, encourage me, Spirit of God, I'm angry, Spirit of God, I'm frustrated, Spirit of God, I'm, I'm getting uh, I have anxiety, I'm, I got fearful. Talk to me, help me. Constantly. You can't do that enough. And the more you can sense him right here, the less you're gonna be tripping all this stuff in your life. It's when the devil gets your mind off God and all the things. When Jesus was walking on the water, he called Peter out of the boat and Peter stepped onto the water. And as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he walked on water. And when he looked at the storm and got his mind off the power of God, he sunk. Don't look at the storm. Look at God. He's walking on the storm. Matter of fact, the storm, he's in the storm relaxed. It's like being in the house with a nice warm fire and outside it's snowing. So it's thunder and lightning, which is cool anyway, but still. It's out there, And you're inside chilling. That's what it's like. Are y'all following me? Okay, our time is up. We got to get Pastor out here. God bless you. Hey, Thank you, Pastor. What a great, great reminder. Right? The simplest thing to me is, is kind of a sports analogy. Stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Stay filled with the Spirit. You ain't got to get filled with the Spirit right? So making sure that you are just reminded of that. Just a couple of things before we let you go. Uh, life class, life class, as you know, we, I don't know if you know, next week we're going to a new time at 12 o'clock, but it's again about you learning more things about you, learning your true identity and how God wants to completely use you. So next week it'll be at 12 o'clock. Our online